This episode discusses gender nonconformity and how we view deities, and how we make our language more inclusive. There is discussion about human body parts in vision and in art. There is also some profanity that has been bleeped. To hear the unedited version of this podcast, visit us at threecranes.org slash podcast. The best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Day. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sections actually live in cars actually going to festivals and events. So you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So, sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. So we're back at Summerland with Corbin again um, for, I think, what's going to be a very entertaining story. A few years ago, uh, we did a manhood rite for you, uh, which I thought was was very important. There were a lot of moving parts in it, but you know what? I'm just gonna let you tell the story as you do, and I think that we're gonna interject from time to time um, <laughs> as you do so. But this is this is important for me to tell because it, it's there are people who would consider this outside the norm, but for us, when you asked us to do this, we're like yeah, let's do that. That's, that makes sense. It's a perfectly normal thing. Let's just do it. It's like anyone else asking us for that sort of rite of passage. But yeah, tell us about it. Oh, man. So let's, let's go for the beginning. The whole thing started about 2013 when I was at Crane Fest, which was one of our quiet grove retreats. And that was the summer where I broke my ankle and you guys were like pitching me onto the, onto the couch and telling me to stop moving. Yeah. I don't listen, of course, <laughs> um, which has been the theme of my relationship with the Grove uh, over the last like decade. It was me like going, yeah, I hear you, and I'm going to do it anyway. So um, I was listening to this um, while uh, Mike was talking about going through a rite of passage of becoming a father. And I was listening to all this, and then I went up to him, and I said, as soon as I start my hormones, I want to do a manhood ritual. I want to become a man within the grove. And you're like, that's, that's cool, let's do that. And so some time passed and I eventually, you know, have to like fight my, my GP for hormones because trans life, y'all. And once I started transitioning, that's when we started putting, I went in transition, but the, the, when I started going with HRT, that's when the gears start motioning. And one of the folks that was really into this was Joe Arbach, who thought this was the best idea ever. And you could almost see him rub his hands in a very mad scientist sort of way. I mean, it was the best idea ever. And, and I'm here to say he did rub his hands in a mad scientist way during one of our meetings. Talking about this. <laughs> of, of course Joe did. He plays vampire, of course. Um, the only person who was super anxious was Shawneen, who I lovingly call my guardian bear. He was extra dad mode. 
he was the only one that was like very like hesitant with a lot of this stuff while you and, and Joe blazed ahead. <laughs> um, but um, I believe this was 2015 when we did this, right? Mm, that sounds about right. I'm going to guess. Okay, I'm making guess. Rivros. This was, if you guys are following at home, Rivros is the frost moon, a.k.a. January. A.k.a. cold and icy. Yes, January, January in Ohio. In Ohio. <laughs> so I was pretty nervous. And I was brought, I think by Shawnee, to our Nematona, which had a creek going in the back. And I hope you guys are following along because this is actually kind of funny. And Joe was like excited, like vibrating excited. <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And... Um, you and uh, Jan and Mike and there was one other person outside of Joe and Shawnee. Who else was that? I don't remember. Off the I don't remember off either. Um, but I remember them talking about you know men would sit on a hill in vigilance, will fight a boar. There's no boars in Ohio, um, not that I'm aware of, um, and all this stuff and. Vaguely mentioned in a previous email was me going into a creek. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what happened. Okay, so let me set things up. It's night. It's cold. It's sleeting. It's sleeting. I'm going to say this a third time so you folks can listen. It's sleeting. And I am being ushered to the Black Lake Creek, which is this river of jet that cuts into the southeast side of Columbus. And it's by far beautiful at night. It's apt like a river of obsidian, so pretty. Anyway, I sat there, I sat there as they were getting ready for this, and I yoloed. I took <laughs> off my shirt, I was just in my binder, shut off my, my, um, my keens, rolled up my pants, and literally screamed, this was on recording, I wish we still had this, Hailed Thor and just darted through the creek. Straight into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Just ran right in there. And I'm standing in the middle of the creek as it's snowing on top of me. And Mike saying this beautiful benediction and this beautiful (laughs) prayer. And all you can hear me is just screaming a blue streak. I'm sorry if you have kids right now listening to all this. I very much apologize. I am not for, I am not work safe. Um, but I'm sitting there and like the river will wash away one life into another. You will become a man. And I am literally wandering back up the river and I'm literally pulling myself up the creek bed. Literally pulling myself up the creek bed. I couldn't feel my feet. I, that's, not, that's not a hyperbole. I could not feel my feet. We, we had no idea you were going to go that far into the river. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you'd get down to the edge, put a toe in. I'm not sure that we even expected you to go in the river at all. <laughs> Proof to know that when, when you set something up and I YOLO my way through, you run with it. But Michael can pray, he can pray on the fly. I can. <laughs> That's why we love you. Um... <laughs> So, Shawnee was at this point panicking because he thought I was going to die of hyperthermia. And Joe was just, again, elated by all of this. 
um, because I really think he's just, you know, two steps away of becoming something like a supervillain. Um, <laughs> a little bit. A little, you know, a little bit. But, like, I couldn't feel my feet, which was, by the way, dangerous on a path that has brambles. Um, because I can't navigate very well. So, Jan, can you tell the reader or listeners at home what you did? So... So Corbin can't feel his feet, can't get his shoes back on because his feet are swelling from the cold. <laughs> and so I scoop him up and put him on my back and we start walking with piggyback style back up to the fire so that he can make his, his offerings at the fire that we've prepared for him in his new life as a man of the grove. <laughs> Carrying him and we're like ducking under branches. <laughs> Trying not to clothesline him off my back. Womp! <laughs> Scooped you up. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, like, probably off camera was, uh, it was good practice for her second son. Um, and I was put in front of the fire, and I eventually felt my feet again. Thank God for that. I think Sean Ning was more excited than I was that I got to feel my toes, and I had mobility again, and nothing was frostbitten and falling off. Yes. But tell them what I want. <laughs> so, we thought real hard about this, and at the end of the day, we felt that the most appropriate token for becoming a man of the grove was the biggest darn sledgehammer that we could find anywhere <laughs> with designs burned into the head, because as I think all of us who enjoy short internet films may know, the hammer has a specific meaning. The hammer is... Yes. You could fill in the blank. <laughs> so, um, I was given this such hammer and I was at awe. I was literally at awe holding this powerful thing. And it's still a really powerful ritual tool for me. And it's often kind of funny because I will walk in, in um, high days with it on my f***ing shoulders and doing uh, when I get to be warden or um, a warrior and I get to hold it and I look like a goddamn badass. <laughs> Plus, I love watching all the newbies, like all the new newbie green pagans walk in and see me carrying this motherfucking hammer. Even better during the Lunasa ride where I'm with straight up dormies and just I have this big f***ing hammer. Um, the side point was even funnier with my husband's reaction to all this. <laughs> so I am lovingly married to a wonderful man who is not pagan, but appreciate the wackiness of his husband. And when we were getting our marriage signed by uh, Dangler on uh, a lovely August afternoon, he asked him, why did you give him such a huge hammer? It's unnecessary. Could you get something a little smaller? And what did you say, Mike? I don't remember what I said. What did I say? You had the biggest balls among all of us, so you get the big hammer. That's right. Well, because it, you went charging <laughs> in the right, middle of January. Right after, right after we did this, Joe and I turned to each other and, and said, that guy's got bigger balls than either one of us. <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> I risk hypothermia to become a man. But actually, this brings up a really important conversation is doing transitional rights for gender variant individuals and their groups that are transitioning, doing womanhood rights for trans women if they so choose, or doing a transition right for a non binary individual in which they get to shed one identity and become something else. And 
That was something that continues to talk about as far as a rite of passage is using transition rights. You're becoming one thing to another. That's something that should be, that we should set up. Um, and I think that was kind of funny how that got that ball rolling with me running into a goddamn creek. Um, <laughs> of course, it could be summer. It could have been raining. It could have been beautiful. No, it had to be sleeting in the middle of January in Riveros. And to yeah. this day, I believe you still get say happy anniversary every <laughs> like well every like ninth of January you post on my on my feed on Facebook happy anniversary. It, it just rolls off the tongue. It's perfect. <laughs> There's a when I um, July fifteenth is my first tee shot, so I call it anniversary. Also nice. works really well. Happy anniversary, my first tee shot. Um, <laughs> But no, doing these things would be really cool, like especially for um, younger um, growth mates that are just starting our, their transition, and that could be a way of accepting them. Back in our previous topic about well, about things they can do for inclusivity, actually doing those kind of rights, I think, that's just me, you guys can all disagree if you'd like, but I think having a transition right, and if an individual asks for one, would be great. Because not only are they having a day celebrating them, their diversity is celebrated. My transness was celebrated. It wasn't just a footnote, it was welcomed and be part of the spice of the wackiness of Three Crane Scrub. And <laughs> I still, I have the hammer, it's in the garage, it needs to be in the studio. But I just love the fact that you got the hollows burned into it. You got like the ancestors burned into it. It's been bloated on, it's been sainted so many times. It's a real ritual tool. And I love the out of it. My husband has no idea what to do with it. Also, bringing it on a scooter is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> That's the image that I always have of you, is you with your hammer on a scooter, like you're playing polo. <laughs> <laughs> with this giant hammer Her driving down High Street. <laughs> Clink. Goodbye, college residents. It's a great way to get good abs. You know, I mean, that was that was Joe's excuse, his shovel glove. Like, hey, look, shovel glove. And I'm like, I have no energy to do anything. Um, I am not one of those body-centric Jim Bunny trans men. I am pretty good with my, with my satyr gut. But the hammer is really cool. What I was really just chuffed, honestly, about was how gun-ho and excited you guys were going to do about this. And it wasn't just like the mechanical hand, hand rubbing that Joe was doing. You guys were all just super stoked. And I think what's really touching was as I started transitioning since I first came into the Grove with one name and then become something else and you guys all went with it, it really felt you were following through and truly celebrating that identity. And well, it's your identity, and you're important to us, so your identity is important to us. It's, it's something that I, I can't imagine interacting with you in a different way, because not only is it what you asked for, but once again, you have bigger balls than any of us <laughs> for going into that water on Yolo. that day. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. 
of Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about Druidry at ADF.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let